Welcome back to the Overboards Podcast. My name is Matthew Duke here in studio with Jay Ashton and Vinny Cristiano. Today we're going to talk about Leon Dreisaitl and Edmonton's success in the absence of Connor McDavid, as well as we the Red Wings. six games, so. <laughs> as well as the Red Wings woes and the Sabres woes, among other news and updates from around the league. So, for today's episode of the Overboards Podcast, let's go. All right, what's up, fellas? Hello. Hello. No pizza this week. We're going to have it in the podcast the week before break. Yep. So it'll be our last podcast before our little spring that break. That was here. definitely the plan the whole time. That was the intention. Yeah, exactly. You yep. did that on purpose. Yep. Thank you so much. No problem. Um, so Leon Dreisaitl. He's kind of he is your MVP. Four goals. Pretty much uh, un- unarguable at this point, would you say? I don't it's think not, It's can. not even close. The second guy... In points behind him is Connor McDavid, who's missed time. And, and, and Dreisaitl, to me, there's something to be said about being able to play every game. He's been outstanding in every aspect of the game. And for much of the season, he has been doing it with Connor McDavid. But the Oilers' recent success has been by splitting those two up. Because on your first line, you've got Connor McDavid playing with Tyler Ennis and Andreas Athanasiu, which is a speedy line. Yep. With a ton yeah. of offense. And that trade and then is you continuing get, to be great for them. And then you're on the second line, you've got uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, and Kyler Yamamoto. Those are two great first two lines. And then you can rely on, you know, like your bottom six scoring coming from James Neal every once in a while. They should feel pretty good about the lineup that they have right now. Imagine having two MVPs, like, on your team at the same time. And, like... Not only that, but like they're both young and like up and coming. Like they're just gonna like they like haven't rock really the they, for, they haven't hit their prime. No, and they're like gonna, they are just about to hit their yeah, prime. And they're they haven't even got about to it. rock the league. And they're both MVPs. Like it's just it, it's insane. It's crazy. This may be a year that I'm actually confident Edmonton could win a playoff series. Well, they've won one in the past with Connor McDavid. Before. Well, but what I'm saying, like I don't, I wasn't confident that they were really gonna win that series with McDavid. I right. I go into th- these playoffs looking at, barring some sort of major injury like McDavid or Drysaitel going down, but they've this shown is an ability series, to win without those guys. Regardless of who they play in the Western Conference, it you know even if it, I don't see them falling necessarily to a wild card spot, but right. I feel confident in their ability to win a series against really a majority of those teams. Right now. They're, if the playoffs were to start today, they'd host Calgary at home. They'd have home ice advantage. Which I, I feel great about that for Edmonton. Or, because Calgary has played 67 games, they have 75 points. Yeah. Vancouver has played 65 games, they have 74 points. So uh, they have two games in hand, they're only a point behind. So. so they could realistically play either Vancouver or Calgary, and I feel confident that they could be either of those teams. Edmonton, Calgary in the playoffs would be an electric series. That's exactly series. what I want to have. That is, happen. oh my God. That like, was, I know Vancouver and Edmonton's a great rivalry, but what's been happening lately between Edmonton yeah. and Calgary has been so heavy. electric, yeah. dude. Oh, Matthew Kachuk is going to be a menace if that's an actual series. Yeah. He's going to be going after everybody. That would be a playoff series that I would go out of my way to make sure I watched, even yeah, though it's West I mean, Coast. Because it's West Coast. I mean, you gotta yeah. stay up. I don't care. I'll yeah. stay up and watch that. Are you kidding? By me? the time that happens, we'll be, uh, we won't be out of school yet. When that's 
when oh yeah no we, no but be i mean close that'll be we, we like could be on a break we could be on a break or something like that because usually you get like your easter, easter break, break around yeah, the time of the playoffs, the playoffs go catholic true. school um we don't even really get that much of an easter break oh, actually no we are off wednesday thursday friday but think, uh, it's weird that we don't have monday off yeah i don't know that confuses me i'm surprised we have wednesday off but not monday because it feels weird to like call everybody back the day after easter Easter well, Monday I mean, is here's the thing. Easter Monday is a bigger Catholic holiday than but then, Wednesday. Remember, not, I, not, I have I live in Cleveland, so I mean I have to go back on Easter Sunday. Right, that doesn't other make thing any for, sense. Like people that live me. far away, I'm know. not even going to be back till Tuesday that week, which reminds me, I won't be here to record on that Monday because I'm going to be in South Carolina. Yeah, so I'm going to be in Buffalo. Okay. That that's one scheduling thing that just Don't doesn't worry. make sense for me. I'll be in Buffalo. Working. I'll record without you. Making you know, we're better off. Making anyways. some shmoney. That's fine. So. Um, I have a funny stat here that I think Duke is going to laugh at because I don't think he's seen it. So you saw in the document I wrote the Red Wings' embarrassing negative 121 goal differential, right? Yes. That's terrible, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Are you ready for this? No. <clears throat> Duke. Yeah. The state of California, a.k.a. the Ducks, Kings, and Sharks, the 28th, 29th, and 30th ranked teams, have a combined goal differential of negative 121. So, the Red Wings have that straight up. So 31 is tied with 30, 29, and 28 combined? Yes. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> That's funny. That just shows how bad it is. How are you that bad? They, this is historically bad. Yeah, that is. What's the record? I don't even know. That, the uh, Detroit Red Wings, are yeah. pretty sure, their yeah, record I, right now, they have 15 wins. 15, have it, 48, I, and 5. Yeah. It's bad. Tank for Pavel Datsuk. That is not necessarily relevant, but also they've had they people have had worse ideas. Just bring him back. What what worse could happen? You'll get I mean, he wanted to play in Russia. So there's talk he left about, for a reason. There's talk about him coming back. There's n- literally no talk about him coming back. There was last year. There was very 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 little. It was last Whatever. year. We're, a, th- we're talking about this year. I'm, a, I'm in the present, man. I live in the present. I live in the past. Yeah, we know past. you did. I can tell you every Stanley Cup winner from 1945 to 1986. No, could you? you? No, I can't. Without looking at Literally, you couldn't. I you could tell us the Triple Crown winners, though. I could. Yeah, but that's more impressive, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. <laughs> I think it's more impressive. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, not, like, I mean, not, yeah, I, I couldn't. Not, not. Is Nyquist one of them? Nyquist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we I know t- why we I know talked that. about this. Why? We talked about this like a month oh, and a yeah, half ago. We did. Wow. Yeah, Nyquist is the only one I can name. Well, or Mer- was American Pharaoh one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Seabiscuit. Man, I'm, I'm two. Oh. Okay. What? I would have known that. Secretariat. Jeez, I know a little bit more than I think. <laughs> <laughs> like all those sound familiar. Yeah. What was well, the they, third those one? Those are the two they made uh, movies about. Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit? Oh, I don't know Seabiscuit. Yeah, they made a movie about him. That's one I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm privy to the auto racing scene, but not and uh, but not the horse racing. Horse scene. racing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, the Nipa Midget <laughs> schedule is out on Facebook, so check that out, and you guys can come watch me race this year. There's a race. Okay, Jay, this is funny. We're racing in Ohio in June. <coughs> yeah. But I won't be there, which is really unfortunate. Wow. How close are you to Painesville? Painesville? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Is that it's n- not. It's like not deep into Ohio. It's, it's like that, the fourth. I, you got to. I want to say exit. I'm about forty. Yeah, I'm fifty-one minutes away. Okay, that's not so bad. No, Northeast that's not Ohio. Because it's right by Menor. Yeah, that's the exit you get off at. Right. I used to play baseball, Menor. If you really, 
I used to go to tournaments. Mudder's a nice area. Yeah. Um, but if if it happens to if the date happens to change, Jay, due to a rainout or something, I will let you know, and then maybe you and can come you watch and you drive in circles. Or I was gonna say Ovals. you could like sleep over. There are ellipses. That probably won't happen because we go as like a team, and then we got to go unload afterwards. Mm. So terrible. Ooh, I got a free appetizer from Texas Roadhouse. Nice. Man, we're having a good day today. Yeah. You know who has some good days and then a lot of bad days, and they're very, very bipolar? The Nashville Predators. Yeah. God, what is up with that team? It it seems like they just can't quite get it figured out. They're the weirdest team in the National Hockey League, and I've, I've done a lot of bouncing back and forth on this between them and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But to me, the Maple Leafs have at least the excuse of, well, Freddie Anderson missed time, Morgan Riley's out long term, Cody Cece stinks. Like, I don't know. They're, like, I have reason to, like, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and he be stinks. like, eh, I can give them a tiny bit of a pass. They had to fire their coach. There's no reason that the Nashville Predators should suck, and they've done more sucking this year than they have been winning. They're very. You're right. They're very bipolar. If you look at so their month, they're zero and two in the month of, month of March right now, which is not in like the month of March. <laughs> They've lost eight to three to Edmonton, though. <laughs> they lost eight to three to Edmonton. Like why? And then, and, and they didn't then they pull lost. Pecorino. He gave up all eight goals. What are you doing, leaving him? In? John Hines sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He's a bad coach. I don't know what the Nashville Predators looked at with his job in New Jersey that made them say, let's fire Peter Laviolette for that guy. But they did. I'll be honest, Jay. So I want to – this is – your rant is, is uh, making me think of something. And I, was, I wasn't sure how confident I was in this, but you have a very similar essence, I will say, to Steve Dangle. You are you're like a you're, I appreciate you're, that. Dang it. You're you're very similar. And I started watching those and They're, I like, he's hilarious. Wow, like I could see Jay doing these. But it's true. John Hines was terrible in New Jersey. And I don't know how he creates his lineups. I don't know how he does his shifts or anything like that. But it seems like this guy thinks that four lines means each line has to have exactly 15 minutes. I don't think he's figured out that you're supposed to play your top players like as much as you can. In February, Nashville lost 3-0 to Vegas. Then they beat Winnipeg in overtime. They beat Calgary. They lost to Edmonton 3-2. Then they lost 6-2 to Vancouver. They beat the Islanders 5-0. Then they beat St. Louis twice. And a home and home. Then they lost to Carolina. Then they beat no, then they lost to Chicago in overtime. They beat Columbus in a shootout. They won three two against Ottawa. They won four three in overtime against Calgary, and then they beat Colorado. They lost so, to Colorado. Yeah, that's what yeah, sorry. You're right. They lost okay. So And then they lose to Edmonton eight to three, and then they followed up with a loss on the road to Minnesota, who by the way has a better record than them. The Minnesota Wild. I'd like to repeat that. As of today, have a better shot of making the playoffs than the National Predators do. The Minnesota Wild are actually only one point out of a wild card spot. Yes. Which is weird. The Minnesota Wild fired Bruce Boudreaux. Do you guys know who their head coach is right now? No. I have no clue. None. I don't watch the Minnesota Wild. Do you want to know why? Because they're, they're not, not very exciting. good. Yeah. And I don't think that they're going to make a playoff run. 
Well, I, who knows? They could. But right I'm saying now, before the season, I did have, not think they were a playoff team. They have team. two games in hand on Winnipeg, who mm-hmm. has the second wild card spot, and they're only one point back. They have they have the same amount of games played as Nashville, who's one point behind them. And then Arizona has played one more game than Nashville and Minnesota, and they're tied with Nashville for points. That's my point, though. I don't watch teams that I think are going to miss the playoffs. I haven't watched a single Red Wings game this year. I haven't watched a single Senators game. I went to one Devils game against the Sabres, and that's it. If I don't think you're going to make the playoffs or if I know that you're not going to mathematically make the playoffs, I'm not going to watch you because I have to focus on some of these good teams. So I don't know anything really that much about the Minnesota Wild besides the players that are on that roster. I don't know who their interim head coach is, but the fact that that team that had expectations of missing the playoffs before the season began, fired their coach in the middle of it, have been getting god-awful goaltending from Devin Dubnik, is one point better than the National Predators at this point in the season, tells me everything I have to know about the National Predators. The wild-named assistant coach, Dean Avason, as interim head coach. I gotta be completely honest, Duke. I don't even know who that is. Let me Google I've never even heard of that name. Let me Google him. Here we go, here we go. He is doing a better job with a less talented roster, less experienced goaltender starting right now for the Minnesota Wild than the Nashville Predators, and they're in a better spot. He used to play for the Capitals, the Whalers, the Sharks, the Stars, and the Flames, and he went in the fifth round of the draft, if that means anything. But now he's the interim head coach. Uh, Where's he from? That's what I care about. He's from Flin Flon, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Flin Flon. I can't make this up. He's from Flin Flon, which is a mining city in Canada. Facts only. In Manitoba. Minnesota is above average at home. They have the best home record of anybody in the wild card race right now, except for Vancouver. They are 19-11-5 at home, Minnesota is. There's so, a lot of teams that suck eggs. The Nashville honestly. Predators literally traded P.K. Subban away in a trade that worked out because he's been terrible on the Devils for cap relief to sign Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne is a consistent 30-goal scorer in the National Hockey League, was a third overall pick, has been an awesome player, and that team... With those players, Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis and uh, Matias Ekholm and uh, Dante Fabro, those are your top four on defense. And then you bring in, you know, you got guys like Philip Forsberg and Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne and uh, Rocco Grimaldi's been playing well. You've got a ton of talent on that team. Why are they going to miss the playoffs? I don't know. Because they're bad. I got two answers for you. One, because they're stupid and they fired P- Peter Laviolette because it's the coach's fault that they weren't getting any goaltending from Pecorine. I know he's your guy, but got to call a spade a spade, man. He's been terrible. He's been absolutely terrible. Matt Duchene's only on pace for about 16 goals this year. Exactly. That's a problem. They signed Matt Duchene to, an eight, to a contract worth $8 million a year average annual value and – Everybody thought for free agency that was a steal, considering the money he could have gotten. And he's not even going to play up to that level. Ryan Johansson has not played up to his cap hit a single season since he became a national predator. By the way, they gave up Seth Jones for him, just to let you know about that. This team is too talented to suck like this. 
and this is, to me, all the fault of your bad goaltending. And then, ironically, you fire your coach, even though the goaltending is not his problem, and you bring in a new coach who sucks, and now you're getting the goaltending on some nights, and it doesn't even seem to matter. If Peter LaViolette was still there today, the Nashville Predators would probably be a wildcard team. John Hines is not a good coach, and they are going to regret that a lot. They'll rue the day. They will rue the day that not only did they decide to fire Peter Laviolette, who is statistically one of the greatest coaches in in NHL history. He is. He he, he will go down as a top 20 coach all time. He's a top three American-born head coach all time. He makes the playoffs almost every year. They fired him. Not only did they fire Peter Laviolette, they replaced him with John Hines. Some things that happen in the NHL are very confusing. This is one of those things. Not confusing to me. I can see why. Because John Hines stinks. Confusing in terms of decisions that are made, yes. Yeah. But the result... Not confusing at all. No, no, no. That's what I mean. The decision that was made is yeah. confusing to me. Especially for a guy like David Poyle, who's one of the better general managers in this National Hockey League. He really is. He's, he's been there for a long, long time. That guy does not make a lot of bad moves. This is probably the worst decision he's ever made. You see, because at least with the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're a bipolar team, too. Yeah, certainly. They're incredibly weird. Certainly. This is a team that sucked at the beginning of the year, fired their coach. We find out Babcock is a lunatic in so many different ways. He has zero communication skills at all. They bring in Sheldon Keefe, who I don't think is doing a bad job. You got the Freddie Anderson injury. You got the Morgan Riley injury. Those suck and you hate to see those things happen they have an impact on your team they lose to a 42 year old zamboni driver and then they win their uh, next they few don't, games just, hold on it, it, the zamboni driver worked for Work, them worked just, for them just in worked for their minor league part. team yeah they didn't even lose to a national hockey league zamboni driver they lost to an american hockey league zamboni driver somehow that makes it worse He's not talented enough to drive. <laughs> He's not to big drive time, guys. on NHL ice. Apparently, he is big time enough to I don't know beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let, let me let me give you what has happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They lost five to two to Pittsburgh. They follow it up with a four nothing win at home against Pittsburgh. Then they have the loss to a forty two year old Zamboni driver. Then they go and beat Tampa Bay, beat Florida, beat Vancouver, and then they lose to San Jose by three goals. What even is what even are the Toronto Maple Leafs? And for that matter, can we get into the discussion maybe about how the stupid playoff system works? Yeah, I don't I, I have to say I the only reason that I would like the playoff system is if it if the Sabres were just slightly less terrible and could maybe slide into not the wild card spot because they're not good enough to get a wild card, but they're good enough to get the third seed in their division, though. Not anymore, though. No, they, anymore. They, they're they, way behind. That was four games ago they were that good enough four, to get yeah. there. The three, Toronto three Maple Leafs. Even. The Toronto Maple Leafs right now have 78 points in 67 games. 
The Columbus Blue Jackets have 78 points in 67 games. There is no reason that the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially after all the injuries the Blue Jackets have had this year, should be in the same position as Columbus is right now. And when we look at this, the first team out of the wild card spot is Carolina at 64 games. They're at 75 points. If Carolina ends the season with more points than Toronto and they miss the playoffs, or Columbus misses the playoffs, one of those two teams misses the playoffs, and they have more points than the Toronto Maple Leafs, that whole thing's got to go. This is one of the same problems that the NFL, I think, has with their playoff system. It you is. You can get a division leader from one, like a division you seven down year. You can get a nine and year. seven team. Yeah, that that beats out a a, a ten and six team for or a an eleven spot. and five team. Right, the, the it Seahaw- happens. The Seahawks made the playoffs one year, and I think they had a losing seven and nine. Seven and nine, yeah. And, the, and well, ironically, they beat the Saints. That was the Marshawn Lynch run. But, yeah, but still. And then, um, what was it? That was I think that was the year the Giants won as wild they, card too. 2010, maybe not then. Um, but I know like there was a wild card team that was like 11 and five or something like that. Yeah, like some team that was super good and like they had to be a wild card because the Seahawks were seven and nine. That that's a good. It, it happens in the NFL and it happens in the NHL too, and it's incredibly frustrating. I hate the idea that just because you're third in your division, you just make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think that they. I understand why maybe they did it. I don't know. If they I did it because it. The, the reason the National Hockey League did it this way is because they want those divisional matchups in the first round. Right. They want those rivalries. Yeah. Which They want Pittsburgh to play Philadelphia. Which, of course, this is the first year that's probably going to happen in a long time. Yeah, Philly's since 2012, I believe. I mean, which would, which would be great. They want, they want Calgary to play Edmonton. I get that. But I'm a little sick and tired of having this completely screw up some teams just because of where they finish and what division they're in. Because this is about the fourth year in a row that the Atlantic division has been absurdly top-heavy and the Metro's been the best division in all of hockey. Which means that you're going to have at least one team that's deserving of making the playoffs, could be Columbus, could be Carolina, that's going to miss out. And it could be, be potentially because they have more points than Toronto. But... They're just not going to get in because of the system. So just out of curiosity, we talked earlier about how exciting it's going to be if it happens to watch Edmonton play Calgary. Yeah. Would you rather not see that matchup in the, and have the playoffs be? Ready? I'd have it one to eight. You, you Look, just... I love matchups. You're going to get it's playoff hockey. You're going to get great, great matchups anyways. No matter how you do it, there's always going to be at least one great series. They don't need to set it up purposefully to have that happen. Not to mention, I mean, if, if some of these teams are good enough, you might get these guys in the second round anyways. Yeah, you, you, it's a possibility. If Because that's the other thing. I hate the idea that some of these teams, like, okay, let's, let's go back to 2017 where the Blue Jackets made the playoffs. They were the third best team in the Eastern Conference. The top three teams in the Eastern Conference were from the Metro. So first of all, we didn't get a home playoff series. And two, we had to face the Penguins who won the Stanley Cup that year. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you, Jay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, it, it's ridiculous. It's a dumb format. All right. Just to just to if 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 the playoff system changed suddenly right now and the playoffs this year were just one through eight, St. Louis as of right now, St. Louis would play Winnipeg. Great uh, series. They played last year. 
Uh, I don't know if it would be necessarily as great this year. It wouldn't. It might not be as great, but th- that's those are two teams that have met in the playoffs before. Colorado would play Vancouver. That would be interesting. That would I be think. a fast series. Yeah. Dallas would play Calgary. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that. And Vegas would play Edmonton. Those are at least some interesting series as far as the production is concerned. You don't have any rivalries, but let's go to the Eastern Conference right. and see how that goes. Boston would play Columbus right now. <laughs> Played last year. Big rivalry. <laughs> Tampa would pay, play Toronto. That would be interesting. Yes. Washington would play the Islanders. Barry Trotz Bowl. Um, and then Philadelphia would play Pittsburgh. There you go. Now, There's your one great obviously, series. we've played only – these teams have played an average of, like, 66 games. So, Right. It's not like they're all at 82 and we're, like, analyzing right. it from there, but so, still. So, you know, like, um, yeah, you have a little bit of discrepancy. And, like, Carolina's played three less games than Columbus, and they're three points behind. So Yeah. One win in their – No, two wins. Whatever. Yeah, that's – This is not college, Matt. I'm not a math major. You know what I took for my math requirement? A literature class. <laughs> a literature class? Yeah. I took computer science for my math requirement. No, so it was like... I took a math class for my math requirement. <laughs> so I have like the honors curriculum, so it's like math, science, technology. So I took a literature class about scientists. Huh. It was electric. Yeah. All right. Want to move on? Yeah. yeah. Duke. Move on. Duke. Yeah. Tell me about the Edmonton Oilers. Ooh. Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl. Mm-hmm. I named some players earlier. Cassi- so be a Cassian. Okay. Chason. Uh, no. Milan oh. Lucic. No, he's not on there. Oh, he's not? Calgary. Mike Smith. He's is he, yeah, he is. Mike Smith. Yes, yeah. he's on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um it, Is Miko Koskinen still there? Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> um There's still some other guys yeah, that I know, like I, I, I named earlier. Oh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. Um the guy they just got from Detroit. Oh, what's his name? Ah, oh, yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, we're at eight. He's cooking oh, baby. now. We're um, cooking. Oh. Um, ooh. You're doing all right. Give You're doing all right. Yeah, give me a second. Um, oh, uh, oh, uh, Bear. Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear. Oh, my God. How did you get? <laughs> what? <laughs> he got Ethan Bear. How did you get him? He's a first-line defenseman. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not? No. He's, their two assistant captains are first-line defensemen. They have two way better defensemen <laughs> on their roster right now, and he named Ethan Bear. Hey, <laughs> I mean, Ethan Bear's not bad. No. But, like... All right, so I that's mean, nine? He's got nine. All right, I can, you, you can get to ten. You can, Come on, you can absolutely get to ten. There, there's one player I named earlier, okay? Played for the Stars, then he went to the Penguins, then he went to the Knights, then he was on the Flames last year. The Flames last he year. He started off the year with like two hat tricks. Yeah. This he was year? traded yes. for Milan Lucci. Oh, oh, James Neal. Yep. Let's oh, go. We're at double digits now, folks. <laughs> this oh. is a record breaking day. Oh, man. Are you sure you didn't study this team? Yeah, this is not the team I studied. Oh, my God. I, honestly, I might get more te- players on this team than the team I studied. So <laughs> it's just, uh, let's, let me see if I can keep going. Um, There's a former. Okay, former Buffalo Saber. Yes, I named him earlier. Oh, 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 oh! He scored one. Tarnas. Yes, Yes, let's go. He's on the first line. (laughs) Ironically, he's actually playing for his hometown team. He's from Edmonton now, which I'm assuming is cool for him. Yeah, but um, eleven. Wow. This is this is just absolutely (laughs) Chris. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna tap at eleven. Like, okay, honestly. fine. All right, that's, <laughs> you know what? That's more than fine. Should okay. we? Should we not do another team? Like, I mean, look, he he is red hot right now. I think it's time for him to step away from the table. It's time to step away from the table right now. All right. So Cash some of the out. some of the notable names that you missed, and honestly, Oscar you went Clef so bomb. you you, met, you okay, went so fast. Darnell Nurse. Yeah. Okay. At, did you say Adam Larson? I did Adam not. Larson okay. So those are their three like best defensemen okay. technically. Um, he also missed Chris Russell as another defenseman. Chris, yeah, Chris Russell. Uh, Mike Green is they now there. Mike Green. He's also from Detroit. Gotcha. He's a, a notable name defenseman guy. But again, I'm not going to blame you. The fact that you named almost half. Well, yeah, yeah you did. You did a right. bang up job. <laughs> he named just about half of the roster. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else did. Riley he Sheehan is is I don't know. Some Riley people Sheehan know who sucks. he is. Um, there's really not anybody else here that I think you should. Like should know. Honestly, you probably got more Kyler Yamamoto was one that you missed that I named earlier, but he's a young kid. Yeah, I certainly, I certainly would not have gotten Bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, and then wait, do I know their coach? Former Coyotes coach. Probably not. Um, Biz talks about him a lot. Played for him. I don't know. Dave Tippett. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so he had eleven. That's impressive. I'm. I'll He's give you a, a round of applause guy. for that. Tip guy. Yeah, big tip guy. That's cool. All right, we want to hang out. We won't do the other team right now. We'll <laughs> let him live on this high. Live on this high. No, let's like. Let, okay, let's do three teams next week. No, I was gonna say we'll do another team like this no. episode. No, he, he's got to step away from the table, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. He could no, do great on this other team too. You might be. He's on fire. You want him to get as many for this next team too, right? It's true. What if he's I, not? I, I don't. I don't want him leaving. Like, oh. Who is the other team? Calgary Flames. Oh. Oh, wait. I might okay. be able to do it. Wait, um, do, do you want to st- do you want to step away from the table or do you uh, want to let's try? just rip it? Who cares? Okay, rip it. Or rip it's it. gonna come down at some point. So, um, the guy, Dave, no, wait, Dave, David Riddick, yeah, yeah. David Riddick, uh, right. Cam Talbot, yeah, yeah, um, he's good at the goalies. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, Matt Chuck, uh, Johnny Goudreau. Okay. Um, is that four? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Two Roman numerals. <laughs> I I I I V so it's I V yeah right? I put I V I didn't put four eyes. <laughs> um, all right, let me think. Let me think. I know more, so just give me a second. All right, you got this. Flames, the flame, the flame. One of these players always scores when they play the Sabers. One of these players has played there his entire career. He's a defenseman. He was in Norris Talks last year. Jerome McGinley. Jerome McGinley <laughs> retired. No, and he did not play those years career. ago. <laughs> Wait, he was also not a defenseman. Wait, didn't somebody what go? What are you talking about? I know. I was, no, just, I was just, kidding. I was just kidding. Um, did Ilya Kovalchuk just go there? No, he was in Washington. Go? Yeah, Washington. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's a kind. Okay, think. There's a pizza place in Chicago that has the same name as his last name. Oh, what? <laughs> he, he, knows doing? he knows it. He knows it. I've been there. <laughs> it's the famous Chicago yeah, pizza the deep place, dish man. Place, yeah. Come on. Come on, you know it. What if you st- what if you try to guess forwards and you didn't think about him for a while? Maybe G- it'll come to you. G- uh, come on. Giordano. Yes. There you go. Yes. All right. All right. I was going to say that. All right. Giordano. Yeah. You got a lot of forwards here left, so you got good chances. Right. Who's their like, best player? You're going to name Johnny. I said Johnny, Johnny Gajol. Okay, well, maybe their second best player then. <laughs> maybe probably Matthew Kachak. <laughs> All right, maybe their fourth <laughs> probably <laughs> probably Mark Giordano. He named their top three players. Who are you um, looking at? Honestly, I didn't. I didn't. I forgot that he said good draw already. 
Okay, yeah, that's fair. He's he's got a really like he's got really white teeth. Really white teeth. Yeah, like if that, you notice how is him, that gonna help him, dude? Like, I don't know. That's something I noticed when oh, I watched him play the Sabers. Oh, he's the guy who uses the crest whitening strips. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's from Brampton, Ontario. <laughs> yeah, he is from. He's from Brampton. Is there a guy named Neil too? <laughs> no, no. But they traded James Neal for who? You literally, you literally him named for him Edmonton, and then Jay said Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um Lucic, Milan Lucic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, it's 6. This is this is a good team. You're doing well still. And I think you can it's still a, get this other guy. It's all right. It's not great, but it's all right. Um I think you can still get Hey, Luke, this is about your average. So I mean like yeah. you got an average right. performance in a great One of their game. other forwards was like a uh, really early draft pick and he's been rumored to be traded to the Sabres a couple times, but uh never went through. He's really underwhelmed. He's like a famous name for not doing like performing up to well. expectations. But then this other guy, he's got long, he's got, he's he's like he's on line with Gaudreau usually. <laughs> you get there, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, I like I. What number is he? Ninety three. Ninety three. I knew it was awesome a ninety. Hockey number also. Yeah, that is a dope. I was hockey. gonna guess ninety one, but all right, ninety three. I believe he was the fourth overall pick in his draft class. He's a tal. He's he's talented. He's he's a good power forward for them. Like he's made that transition. But when yeah. you say his name, I'm gonna kick myself. The, the, these are there two. There's two guys that I I think you could get. The one um the one wears number 23. And the other one wears 93. For them. Also, there's another guy who played for the Hurricanes that was traded to Calgary last year. Oh yeah, the defenseman. Forward. No. Oh. Falk? I'm thinking of the forward. Are oh, you okay. thinking Justin I, Falk? No. No. Damn it. He was <laughs> traded to the Blues. That's there is a former Hurricanes defenseman on on this team as well. I don't think you'd get it though. The Flames actually kind of have some tough names for somebody that's like dude. pretty good. <laughs> no, like I mean, are you tapping out? Yeah. So Noah Hannafin is a defenseman. Elias Lindholm. I should have known Lindholm. Sam Bennett, who we were talking about, ninety-three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark Jankowski, Sean Monahan, uh, Sean one Monahan that has really white teeth. Uh, yeah, he's got yeah. really white teeth. Andrew Mangiapane, TJ Brody, and Brody. Eric Gustafson are two of their more. I, I Eric Gustafson, they just brand. got the trade deadline. Yeah, I wouldn't have known a ton of those guys. I probably should have known Monahan, and I probably should have known uh, Lindholm. Lindholm. Not maybe, maybe Sam Bennett, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe you could you know because Sam Bennett's been linked to Buffalo because like they're like, hey, maybe he needs a change of scenery. Yeah, I don't think Sam Bennett would do that well in Buffalo. I don't. I didn't. I never. I think many people people. would. (laughs) To be completely honest, you never know. That's fair. Takes a unique talent. All right. So hopefully you don't waste him. Average of uh, of eight and a half today. Yeah, you did well. It's not bad. Very well. So (laughs) March first, the day three one. We got a ton of memes from the Cavs. You know, happy three one day when we win our championship. The best day of my life. However, we did get a 3-1 on that day. The Columbus Blue Jackets overcame a 3-1 deficit against the Vancouver Canucks in Ryan Murray's return. They scored four goals in eight minutes to win 5-3 in regulation. That was a great game. Who was in that? For who? For which team? For Vancouver. Oh. Do you know? No, I don't know which one. It was Louis Domingue. Oh, <laughs> that explains that. I don't know if Patrick Sorry. Demko started or if he started. You, you mispronounced his name. It's Journeyman. <laughs> he is an absolute journeyman. I've looked at his career statistics, and they're just not good. Ironically, the best 
Can you guess where he had most of his success at? Montreal. Arizona. <laughs> Tampa. Mo- Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Remind me of the time Louis Domingue was a Montreal Canadian. Last year. Mm. No, Tampa was his best dad, so. Yeah, because literally anybody could have success in Tampa in that. Except, well, in that maybe. Except for Zach Bogosian, who's been terrible for them so far. He's been awful, He's dude. He's terrible. He's been awful. He's so bad. No. So bad. This is why you send Zach Bogosian down and play with 13 forwards and six defensemen. No, five defensemen. And you call up, uh, uh, what's his name? Why did I just blank on his name? The guy from Canisius. Huh? The guy from Canisius. Corey Conacher. I knew it was double C. I just blanked on his name. I was thinking like Yeah, Canisius College. Yeah. Go Grips. CC Gigi. I just she I just pronounced pronounced So yeah, the blue jackets that was cool. That was a good game. Um so this was another good game. The Rangers lost to the Flyers. The Rangers put up a good fight towards the end of the game there. The Flyers were up five nothing or four. Oh, they were up three nothing, then it became three one, then it became five one, and then it became five three. Yeah. And the Rangers were all over them in the third period. Uh, mm-hmm. But couldn't secure a victory. Carter Hart. But was brilliant. Yes, Carter Hart. Carter um, Hart. Now Carter the Rangers Hart. are in 10th place in the conference. In the wild card race, they are two spots out of a wild card position. They're four points away from Columbus right now. They've play, they have one game in hand on Columbus, but the uh, Islanders have one game on hand on the Rangers. The Islanders are have the first wild card spot, and they have to leapfrog Carolina, who has two games in hand on the Rangers with one more point. The Rangers were another team that we had said, like New Jersey, should have been good in the beginning of the year. I'm not saying that they've necessarily been nearly as bad as New Jersey, but they are certainly not holding down a playoff spot like we may have predicted. I don't necessarily think they're a playoff team. Would you agree or would you disagree? The Rangers being a playoff team? Yes. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think they're close. I think it's going to be, I think they're your way. I think that especially with Carolina making the moves they did at the deadline, I don't see the Rangers beating out two teams between the Islanders, Columbus, and Carolina. I don't see two of those teams um, beating The, the Rangers. The Islanders have struggled lately. The Blue Jackets have struggled because of injury. I don't think the Blue Jackets are going to make the playoffs. I think they'll fall short. Um, so I see the Rangers potentially jumping Columbus. I don't see them jumping Carolina. Yes, that, I, think I would agree with that. Your two wild cards are going to be wild card one will be the New York Islanders, wild card two will be the Carolina Hurricanes. Don't let the Canes get hot, too. You know? No, well, the Canes have a good team. I mean, they added a bunch of defensemen. They added Vinny Trocek. I mean, they're in good spots to do good the, things. The, problem, the, the only problem they, they have, though, is goaltending yeah, because of the thing. injuries. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Right now, if both guys are healthy, if you're the Carolina Hurricanes, do you start James Reimer in the playoffs? No. Statistically, he's better, had a much better year than Peter Morazic. So? And he also has playoff experience. So does Peter Morazic. Yes. I don't know. Who, who's started more games for them? Peter Mrazek. Uh, probably Peter Mrazek. Remember that James Reimer, both of them are hurt right now. Right. So I would say whichever the... one is healthiest longest gets to start in the playoffs. That's fair. That's my 
my prediction. See, Mrazek has 20 wins, a 2.71 goals against average, but his save percentage is 9.04. James Reimer's goals against average is 2.66, but his save percentage is uh, 9.14 with 14 wins. I still start Mrazek. If it were if it were me, I'd probably start the goalie that's been doing the best. But again, I because of their situation, I'm going to start the goalie that's been healthier longer. So speaking of the standings, Florida has fallen down to the fifth f- spot in the wild card yeah, they, race. They suck. They're three six and one in their last ten, and they have seventy three points, which puts them in range. But uh, you know they're only five points out with a game in hand on Columbus. But Again, I just don't know if necessarily if they have the firepower to. Well, they're certainly not getting the goaltending. That's true. You're absolutely right about that. Um, But, and I think just in general, if you want to consider them a playoff team, you have to take into account the teams in front of them. And once again, you look at Carolina, Columbus, the Islanders, and the Rangers are all ahead of them. Well, they, it, their best chance of making the playoffs actually is... It's going to be the conference, it's going catching to be the, Toronto. Catching yes, Toronto. I, I understand that. But I but think I just think in general, I, I don't think they will. They're a... They're, yeah, their, their luck is not, not, not looking too good. Speak, uh, At least they're not paying a lot of money for their goaltending. But either way, that would suck good. if they were. Yeah. If they were paying like $10.5 million and they just weren't getting goaltending. I would feel like that would be a bad decision. Yeah, that'd be a bad investment. Yeah, especially for a guy who's thirty. Yeah, th- thank goodness <laughs> they didn't do that. <laughs> that would have been a disaster if they did. Yeah, you know, it's a good thing they didn't go after a guy like Robin Leonard. Oh yeah, for, well, for well, cheaper who, well, and, and younger. And I'm I'm confused by why would you even bring Robin Leonard up? He's not. He, they that's I'm I. Why would you even do that? Why would you? Why would you? No, I no, know. I don't know why you want that. Two spots below the Panthers in the standings are the Buffalo Sabers. They've lost four <laughs> straight. And they look terrible. terrible. They're great at home, 19, 10, and 4. However, they just went on a four-game Western road trip, and they went 0-4. They're, they're bad. 10, 19, and 4, not at home, which means away. And they are very far away from a playoff spot right now. And it's they are very many. far away from talk. anybody We're being at 29, 29. It is, it is time to stop talking about playoffs and the Sabres in the same sentence. Are we 20, 29, 29, and 8? Yes, we're 29, 29, and 8. Wait. What, what are you talking about? That's literally what we are. Oh, I was right? Yeah. So, yeah. So. No, he looked at his computer screen, saw the record, and decided to agree with you, even though you're wrong. Um, yeah, so we are not going to make playoffs. Again? No. Wonder Which, why. It, and they talked about having meaningful games in March when they made the moves to the deadline. And I would assume that... Was on the deadline like last week? So we knew we weren't going to have meaningful games in March because we sucked then. And no, we no, sucked. no, 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 no. <laughs> going up to the deadline, we had won five of six games. And then after the deadline, we dropped four straight games. Now, granted... Granted, so if you look at each of those games individually, the first game was against Colorado. It was a very, very close game. The Sabres played well. They played very well. It's just Colorado's really, really good. Yes. That happens. Yeah. It, it also doesn't help that Linus Allmark, their starting goalie, is out. But so is Colorado's. So you could kind of, I guess, take well, that Pavel Francos is a significantly better goalie than Carter Hunt is right now. That's fair. Okay. Then they go ahead and they play the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. The Sabres play very, very well again, but they lose again. Now you're 0-2 on this road trip, and you still have to face 
Arizona, and Winnipeg. They go and they play Arizona. They don't. They start Jonas Johansson, who's just not good. He's just terrible, frankly. He's not good. They lose. They're all in three. You're like, maybe we can win one of these games. You go and play Winnipeg, and you play bad, and you lose three to one. The two games that you were close in, it'd be one thing if you lost them and then won the other two, and it's like we're right there. We're just you know needed another bounce, but it's just you just can't afford to do that. And uh, now uh, we are just looking forward to hopefully winning the draft lottery because we have no hope for anything else. Because now we're in a terrible spot where you're like mediocrely bad and you are not at the bottom of the league where you're like, maybe we'll win the draft lottery. And you're not like close, you're not close enough to a playoff spot where there's still hope. You are, you need to win mathematically. You need to get 30 of your next 32 points to even probably have a playoff spot, which is impossible. Frankly, it's impossible. Okay. And I also want to well, say real quick, I have something else, but Jay, you can, while I pull it up, you can say something. Did you, were you one of the people who believed that the Sabres should have drafted Cole Caulfield last year? As opposed to? No, like not as opposed, like, like obviously we're okay with yes, Cousins. Yes, I, I was, I stuff, really, did, I did. you like Cole Caulfield? I did really like Cole Caulfield, yes. I know you're not going to be probably in the top five this year as far as draft. Yeah, it's very, un- it's, right it's now, unlikely right now. Right now, the Buffalo Sabres need to look at Marco Rossi. Kid plays for the uh, Ottawa 67s. He's kid from Austria. He's only five foot nine, but he's a sniper, and he's projected to go between picks four and nine, anywhere in that kind of range. And wow. he, I, I feel he's his comparable is it's Cole Caulfield. Okay. Now the Sabers need. If you look at so they have Eichel, who's a all around great player. You have Ryan Hart, who's more of a passer and like a net front presence scorer type thing. Um, you have Olafson, who's a power shooter and a sniper. That's your first line, which they need to. I think they should probably break it up. By the way, Marco Rossi is a center. Okay. And you did, just dra- you did just draft Dylan Cousins, who's not going to be ready to play yet, but he's tearing up the uh, right. He's uh, his league right now. The Second line consists of Jeff Skinner, who's a sniper or a shooter, right? Yeah. Um, Wayne Simmons, who probably won't be back, and oh board. You have uh, Curtis Lazar, who's a good like a power forward. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. I hope we resign him. You but have he's like a fourth line guy. Yes, but I mean he's a good fourth yeah. line guy. Um. Then you have Johan Larson, Kyle Poso, and Zemgus Gergensens, who if that line gets separated, it'd be heartbreak my heart because they are they've played well as a four, they're a great fourth line now. However, I, they're pretty much taking their place of our second line right now, so that's not good. Um, I'm thinking that maybe Larson and Gergensens are both up to be re-signed. I'm thinking one of them's going to go. We have Rasmus Asplund coming up from the minors, who's faster I think than both of them. So it'll be interesting to see which one he keeps. Uh, Larson is the center, though, so we'll see how that goes. And Oposo's not going anywhere, but he's kind of like a playmaker, and he he's a um, – if he didn't have injuries, he'd, if if his contract was not as expensive as it was, we'd be thrilled with the way he's playing this year. And then you have Michael Froelich and yeah, – Blast him and Jimmy Vesey and his son. And Jimmy Vesey, who need to just leave and go as far away as possible. Um, and then you also have Dominic Cahoon, who's been very impressive since we got him at the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, He'll be here long term. And I feel like I'm missing somebody. 
one of the forwards? Yeah. I don't know. Because we scratched somebody to play somebody else. Dwayne Simmons? Nope, I said him. Okay. I feel, I feel embarrassed that I, I'm, I forget who I'm talking about. But, and you mentioned VC. Or we traded Erod. Yeah, he's not here. And Shiri. <clears throat> yep. I mean, I don't know who else could it be. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel. I feel embarrassed that. Oh, Marcus Johansson. Okay. I like him. Um, um, but he's better on the wing than he is as a center, and they keep putting him at center because we need center help. So who knows? Marco, here, here are a couple of uh, quotes on Marco Rossi. Scott Wheeler from the Athletics said, "I can tell you that he is a thick five foot seven, five foot nine, with a crazy low center of gravity, which will both help him stick at center in the NHL level. And then the talent level speaks for itself. He's not only extremely dynamic with the puck on a stick, he's also a superb defensive player. That's good. Well, Matthew Duke, we can get somebody who's good. Matthew Duke from the Canisius College Griffin said he also has an awesome name. I think we should leave it for that today. I yeah I." I think when once we just started talking about the Sabres, I just got sad. Yeah. The uh, we already mentioned the standings, um, and all that. Will the playoff race will continue to heat up when we come back next week? Next week we'll have pizza. Next week will be the last week before break, and so the, we will have very little hockey to talk about three weeks from now, uh, when we come back the second time. So, real quick, um, let's just hopefully it's it's wrap up. it's a little more exciting than than today. Because I'm not sad. I'm changing category to seven. I didn't guess a coach, but I know a coach. Yeah. Geoff. Okay. Geoff Ward, I think, right? It is Jeff Ward, yeah. Yeah. All right. Give this to Nolan. I will give that to Nolan. Put it in the mailbox. So, four days episode of the Old Boards Podcast. My name is Matthew Duke here in studio with Jash and Vinny Cristiano. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for news and updates on this podcast as well as the rest of our lineups. And be sure to follow us. Uh, be sure to tune in to the Fire and the Four Foot podcast. Yikes. What, Jay? Look at this. Sabres have only won five games after the trade deadline in 44 games that Jason Battle has been the GM. Ugh. That is awful. All right. So, we'll see you next time. Good night, Jim Kite.